Hello again, running friends. It's James here, and I'm back with another one of our daily running podcasts. I know there are a lot of runners out there right now who are pretty worried about Sunday's London Marathon. It's been saying in the weather forecast all week that Sunday is going to be hot, and I have been asked by my friend Adam Berry to quickly jump on here and make a podcast about running in the heat. So we'll get on to that one in a second. Now, I want to paint you a picture. I'm sitting in my car in an underground car park underneath the hotel we're staying at at the O2 here in London because it's the running awards this evening. I've been nominated in the professional blogging category um, and shortlisted, which is massively flattering. So I just want to say a big thank you before we get any further for anybody that voted for me. I'll obviously let you know how it goes this evening, but I think it should be a fantastic opportunity to just meet a whole bunch of different people from the running industry, lots of running bloggers and all sorts of hopefully lots of interesting folks. So yep, like I said, many thanks for getting me this far and I'll let you know how it goes. So when it comes to running in the heat, I'm, for those of you who have met me, you'll you'll know, those who haven't, it might not come across on, on Twitter and on Facebook, etc. But I'm quite a big guy. I'm six foot six. Uh, I'm actually off the back of the marathon I ran a couple of weeks ago. And the nutritional changes I've made in the training for that, which I've spoken about in a different podcast, I'm actually the lightest and leanest I've been since I was 16. So that's fantastic. But that's not what this is about today. Um, but what I'm really saying is that being a big guy, I don't dissipate heat well. I don't do well running in the heat. So I can completely relate to everybody who's beginning to freak out a little bit about running in this in this warm weather that we're having at the moment. Today in London, it's uh, according to the therm- the thermometer in the car anyway, it, it hit 30 degrees. Um, thankfully on Sunday, according to my weather app, at the moment it's saying it's going to look more like 20 degree highs. So hopefully that's going to be a little bit better for some folks than maybe they had initially worried about earlier this week. But either way, there are a few steps that you can take when it comes to successfully navigating the heat for London Marathon this, this uh, Sunday. Now, if you are listening to this and you're not running London and you know someone who is running London, please do feel feel free to forward this episode to them because hopefully it'll be of some help. So there are a few steps. First and foremost, we can talk about pre-race. We can talk about staying cool. And and I make no apologies for the fact that some of these steps are pretty obvious. And and really with these, they bear saying and they really lead me to the final point that I want to make. So first and foremost, stay cool. So as long as you can, and I appreciate clearly you've got to get into the starting pens, etc, etc. But as long as you can, let's get you into the shade and let's get you thinking about staying in as cool an environment as possible. The cooler you can keep your core temperature, the better. There are studies that um, have been shown that keeping a cooler core temperature does improve performance when it comes to training in the heat and humidity. But you obviously need to be practical about the situations that you're thrust into when it comes to getting ready to start London Marathon. But if you can find a shaded area, if you can find an opportunity to stay cool, um, then then do so. On top of that, think about what you're taking into those start pens with you. If you can take a cool drink, or perhaps if you have facility to do so in your hotel, which I appreciate could be difficult, but if you, let's say if you're staying in an Airbnb and you do have a freezer, then why don't you freeze a cold bottle um, so that you're actually taking a bottle which is thawing as it, as it warms up um, in your hands at the start so that you've got something really cool just to, yes, sip away your cold water with, also mop your brow with, etc, etc. Little things like that, um, it'll help. Perhaps not help in terms of really drop your core temperature, but it'll help in terms of just trying to keep you feeling cool, which again, the mental side is so, so important. Again, keeping practical when it comes to electrolytes, 
again with this let's not get you stepping too far out of your zone of things you've tried working with before things you've tried ingesting before but let's just perhaps step up your electrolyte intake okay so if you're used to using products like lucasate sport for example of course, there are so many different electrolyte products you could use. Um, I, when it comes to Lucasade, in fact, um, this is again a throwback to my rugby days. I actually like a half and half mix of Lucasade sport and water. That, so not, not the syrupy Lucasade, by the way. This is the, the, uh, the orange flat version, Lucasade, Lucasade isotonic sport specifically, but half and half mix of that with water. For me, um, I always found that that was really friendly on my stomach and was, just took away the overly sweet element of the the drink in its kind of in its sold form. But anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, just start to increase um, the amount of or the frequency you're taking in electrolytes. So if it was something that you would be only grabbing, you know, once, perhaps twice when you're out on the course and the rest of the time using water, perhaps try and split that balance a little bit more evenly whilst you're out there on the course. Um, on top of that, again making sure that you are drinking enough full stop so making sure that you're taking in enough water enough fluids full stop on the course is super super important but when it comes to water think about using that to try and cool yourself so not just pouring it down your throat but also pouring it down the back of your neck pouring it over your head um, whatever you feel will do a good job in terms of just starting to to cool you down those are particularly good places to start actually pouring a little bit of water if there are any sponges available again you can grab a sponge stick it just um Again, down the back of your neck, that's a, a nice place to just to have that little bit of cooling and then allow the air and the convection just to do its job in terms of actually beginning to cool your, cool you down a little bit. Now, there are, I believe in London, some on-course showers as well. So again, running through that, get, get a good kind of misting from the shower. That again, if you find yourself in a position where it's available, do make use of it. Um, certainly, certainly worthwhile. Any, any, um, steps you can take to cool yourself down on the course are definitely worthwhile. Now, when it comes to choosing what you're going to wear, I made this mistake, and some there were some people who pointed out at Rotterdam because Rotterdam was quite warm as well. Made the mistake of not actually packing a light-coloured top, and it was a, a silly mistake to make. So I had uh, to choose between a, a black vest. Um, a black top and a blue t-shirt and there were a couple of other options but what I really want, wanted was either a white t-shirt or a white vest or something light so clearly when you're out in the sun something light something white perhaps in terms of a t-shirt or a vest would be ideal in comparison to something black just to try and reflect a little bit of that heat off rather than your darker colors your blacks which are going to really start to uh, only add into you beginning to overheat a little so if, however, you don't own anything like that or you haven't trained anything like that and that begins to kind of move you in towards the category of perhaps selecting something to race for, uh, to wear for race day that you haven't trained in and, and breaking that kind of cardinal rule, I, for one, personally, would happily take chafed nipples or chafed underarms um, over... Yeah, heat exhaustion or over feeling like, um, you know, the, the, I just made a bad choice and I'm feeling like I'm overheating while I'm running. I would take that as a, a trade off any given day. Um, so just make sure you consider the top you're wearing when it comes to the properties, uh, of it reflecting the, reflecting the sun, reflecting the heat. Anything we can do to help in that respect will be, will be worthwhile. Okay. And then the last one, and this is, as I mentioned, the big one, really. This is something which is, um, the kind of the main point, which is 
to make sure that you think about your pace. Make sure that you adjust accordingly um, for the for the weather. You know the the heat and the humidity is more so than you're used to running in. I wouldn't be surprised if it could cost you five to ten minutes out there on the course. So if, we, if you've just been running through a fairly normal, as much as we've had snow more than is, than is normal here in the UK, but a normal UK winter and early spring, um, and then all of a sudden you get slapped with 20 plus degrees temperatures out there on the course that you're not used to, that could easily equate to five to ten minutes in terms of your finish time. And I would adjust your pace from the start according to that. And you know yourself how well you um, you deal with the heat in general. So for me, I definitely are closer to that 10 minutes. Um, if you're generally a bit of a, a kind of a sun worshipper and, and, you know, you feel like dissipate, dissipate heat well and it's not so much a problem. It's not your first hot race, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you've been down this road before, then perhaps five minutes or perhaps just see how it goes. But especially if you are sitting there right now, really worried about it, I would be far more inclined to say adjust your pace early and perhaps lose five to ten minutes versus go off at your initial planned pace and all of a sudden blow a gasket um, and find yourself losing you know half an hour 40 minutes at you know if not worse by completely blowing up out on the course um i, I would really really urge you to consider that because at Rotterdam there were literally people I'm not exaggerating literally people in the last 10k being cast off in ambulances um, really really struggling with the heat and you don't want to be in that boat so certainly worth thinking about certainly worth considering I don't want to uh, put the wind up anybody I don't want to sound like it's you know I'm kind of scaremongering because I'm really not I'm just being real I'm just saying look if it's going to be warm and you know you don't deal with the heat so well you're worried about it adjust your pace accordingly to begin with adjust your goals perhaps off the back of that um and from then see how you feel and just take all those little steps to try and get yourself into um a position where you're going to be able to win through despite the elements anyway i hope you do well i hope you have a great race let me know on twitter on facebook on instagram uh, that's um at kinetic rev for all of those how you get on and i will see you tomorrow for another podcast have a good one bye now